following podcast may contain a dash of popular profanities. The Wiggly World 145. It's never straight up and down. It's never straight up and down. Wiggly World, a Wiggly World. Hello, friends. It's your old pal Wiggly, the voice of Super Meat Boy yelling. I yelled Super Meat Boy and Warp Zone and stuff. That's it. IMDB, here I come. It's my claim to fame. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Uh, there's a lot of big things on the horizons. Big, big things. More like giant things. Maybe a giant spherical thing of some sort with an infinite noun in between the giantness and the spherical happening. And I hope to get that out within the next two to three weeks. I'm, I'm shooting for two weeks. I'm pushing this forward before it should be baked because, as you know, Waiting for a better time to do something, there's usually no better time to do something. <laughs> it, it will continually be in the future. And I was trying to push this to February 7th. If you don't know, February 7th, a great holiday. Uh, it's not actually a holy day. It's more of a celebration, a celebration of media, a sharing of media. When you share media, it's not like uh, the spirit of giving. It's about the spirit of sharing and when you share the media, it is equal of equal value. I'm media. Thank, thank you for joining me. This is what happens. Tangents. Um, I'm hoping to zero in more. Be more. Um, put the put the put the horse blinders on. Well, don't worry. I'll still spiral into tangents. But I'm I'm hoping to to zone in to focus in on certain topics and maybe break them out um, into their own spin-off types of shows as i mentioned before that there is a wiggly's book club that will happen that is a guarantee we still do we talk games on a weekly basis now we are focused solely on one arcade game review per week and remember that's 100 percent arcade game talk zero percent filler <laughs> and that's a weekly half hour ish show uh, so where was I? Sphere thing uh, happenings, giant infinite noun, spherical noun is uh, should be arriving uh, within the next two weeks. And if you want to find out more about February seventh, just go to February seventh dot com. Just spell out both of those elements, and here's the theme song. I think yeah, that's right. You can listen to that online. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, so listen to that song. That's free. You can also download the free song. Oh, maybe not. Uh, it looks like I don't have the download button there anymore. But it does have the theme song lyrics. And you can follow February 7th on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. And that's fun. So I wanted to release this uh, spherical noun to infinity on February 7th, but then I realize I'm going to push it forward and backwards and towards words and everything else. Now, what I want to do today is uh, focus in on one topic, and the one topic is the Illuminati, Nati, the Illuminati, Illuminati's, Illuminati's. So I'm going to play uh, some Illuminati things, and then I'm going to uh, comment on my understanding right now i'm downloading um copying over actually some videos that i have gotten from the internet on the youtube and like that there and then i'll uh, examine these videos and we'll talk about them of course the talk is one way my voice is being vibrated uh, my voice is being it is being vibrated it's being vibrated by Air passing through my larynx. My larynx is vibrating like a rubber band, and uh, then some sound waves come out. They go into this here uh, diaphragm of this microphone. The, the diaphragm vibrates, turns it into electronic pulses. It goes through the wire and uh, goes through Ben Franklin's electricity, comes out uh, of your electricity somehow through a series of tubes, I guess, and uh, then Ben Franklin's into your Ear, earbuds or speakers vibrates that then more sound waves and then vibrates your eardrum holes right in your ear balls so you got a hammer hitting a hitting a drum and that's how that goes so good for you <laughs> five minutes in uh minus the wonderful opening song remember it's never straight up and down friends and uh I only know what's in my set, and that's all anybody knows. So before we get to Illuminati, whatever the hell it is, Illuminati, um, I'd like to take a step back and just expand upon a bit of the last two episodes. The last two episodes dealt a lot with race and the, the fiction of genetic race. Um, it's pretty much all just subjective bullshit that um, people buy into or self-identify with or make assumptions based upon that we are somehow genetically different. We are not. We are, if you are human, if you're human, listen to this. Now, if you're some other type of species, then, you know, things are different. If you're a dog, well, woof, woof. Uh, a cat, meow, and uh, you know, uh, if you're if you're a if you're a giraffe, nothing like a good giraffe joke because they don't. They're the only animal that doesn't have talking, right? Yeah, because rabbits yell. I think it's giraffes. It's kind of because you know why? It's it's a neck. Yeah, you know, you get no noises up that neck. I, I, they could blow out their horns. All right, see, this is what happens. So, uh, 
there's a couple of things that I neglected to mention. Number one is, uh, well, I, I think I did mention that I don't deny that there's racism. And I don't deny that there are, you know, uh, glaring contrasts if you look at someone that's white as snow and someone that's black as coal you're going to see some differences or someone that has really tiny features uh, all together as a whole and other person has huge large features all over the place there's no there's no uh, doubt that you'll see a dichotomy there oh, but on a on a on a, on a genetic level there's no difference and if we line people up based on some uh, random aspect of their nature of their appearance if you line them up uh, across the globe across across the united states across the street maybe there's no place in the divide where you could separate a race, if you want to call it, or a, an attribute, because you will have gradients. You have a gradient going from one end of the spectrum to another on any piece, part, or happening of being. Um, I was listening to a good series of, of uh, paradoxes the other day. And I don't recall any of the names of these paradoxes except the stupid ones like the, the grandpa paradox and, and some other things. But there's one about an arrow. And um, you basically break down the moments of an arrow and you find out that it can't be in motion at all. And you, you might be shouting at your iPad or iPod or iPod or iPhone, or your Zoom, of course. Or your, uh, one of these uh, uh, blueberry pie boxes. Oh, I'm all over the place today. Oh, my gosh. I didn't take my meds. I thought it would help. I thought it would help if I didn't take my meds. I thought I could accomplish everything black box. I don't want to talk about black box... There'll be more about black box on cold openings, I think. I'm not sure. We're still working on it. I'm still working on that. So, uh, anyway, there's there's some elements that I've I've spoken about in the past, and one of the one of the first things I ever thought of back before I even took into consideration the genetics behind our understanding that they're there is no such thing as genetic race. I had mentioned that I'd written songs like uh, Trap Rap, um, the Trap Rap lyrics, the sentiment behind them, about dealing on, with everything on an individual level. Everything, everyone on an individual. Oh, the arrow, yeah. So, so you know, uh, any given point. And they kept talking about points in time, but there, see, there is no point in time. Everything is a process. Everything is ongoing. That's how our universe works. Our universe is not points in time. You can't slow it down like a film strip 
play it backwards or whatever. And I know that uh, physicists will uh, argue with me, but I'm working from my set. I'm working on a, phys- uh, a philosophical level uh, that's only known to Wiggly in Wiggly's mind. You know, we all live in our own separate worlds because we all have our own brains, and there's trillions of things fighting against, um, fighting against, fighting with product of a product from our environment. So each of our perspectives can be nothing but different. And we can only work from the sets that we have. Our sets can expand of our knowledge sets. So from what I see, uh, there, there, everything is a process and touched on this, you know, long times ago uh, when talking about, um, you know, things like abortion and stuff like that. When does life begin? Well, it's just like lining people up across the street. Where do you draw the line? It's very difficult. It's very difficult, but one thing we know is when we get there, when when we're when we self-realize. Now, when does that happen? I'm, I don't know. I'm not I'm not that intricate on things, but I know that that is what we should be discussing. We shouldn't be discussing the efficacy of abortion based upon two thousand year old uh, Bronze Age. Iron Age humans that we we just found out about genes and 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 DNA and RNA uh, less than a century ago, friends. You know. So uh, one of the things about trap rap that I used to talk about when before I even wrote trap rap, as I mentioned was dealing with everything, everyone on an individual level. There was also another aspect of that that I haven't uh, mentioned, and that is that, um, I've mentioned this before, but I haven't mentioned it lately, and that is that we can no more control who our parents were than we can move the sun around in in the sky, (laughs) you know, or make the earth move around so that the sun looks like it's going somewhere. Our parents fucked. Here we are. Next. Next. <laughs> so there's, there's, I, I in the song Trap Rap, I, I say, how can you base pride upon color? Color is the product of a father and a mother. On the subject of this, you have no control of pride and a mind, not in flesh and bone. So uh, that sort of sums it up right there, I think. Uh, now, either I wrote that or Britney Spears. I'm not sure which one. Or maybe that uh, Justin Bieber, Timberlake. Justin Bieber, Timberlake. Uh, Timber, uh, Timberland, I meant. I want to read a little bit from this Kindle book before I start going to the into the Illuminati. And I had mentioned this book before. And <clears throat> if I can figure out how to use this Kindle, I'll tell you what the book's called. It's called... I'll put it in the show notes. As I mentioned, I read slowly. I'm only on page 56 of 274. Burp, by the way, pardon me. I, I have to uh, take a, a swig, a swig of some delicious iced tea because um, I have chest congestion, you know, and things like that, allergies. So this uh, book is called Race, Monogamy, and Other 
lies they told, dot, 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 because that's all can fit on there. And, you know, this has been the topic, this has been on my hot list for I don't know how many months, maybe even a year, about this uh, whole genetic thing. But this is talking about, well, I'll just, I'll just start reading. One basic, our basic understanding of evolutionary theory, how evolution works, in the early 21st century may be summed up as follows. And then you have the uh, colon. Colon. Yeah, colon, pal. And I'll get into the numbered understandings here, at least by this author. After I briefly set this up, in that I posted this on my Twitter feed and, and on Facebook. In, in this uh, Kindle, you can share uh, parts of a book. And I shared this fairly long thing to read, well, at least for me. <laughs> but um, it's, and, and I, I titled it something about door knockers. Tell the door knockers this here. And I mentioned that because I often talk to Jehovah's Witnesses when they come to my door. I always like to take time out to uh, have discussions with them. And I'm never satisfied until they say, uh, they check their watch and say, we, we, we got to get going. We got to go. That's when I know that I've done my part uh, to help humanity uh, take steps up the evolutionary ladder. Not actually, but to perhaps be a bit more critical in their thought. Now, once again, I'm only working for my set. But when they ask me, so you think all this came about by chance? I say, it's, it, it's a little more complex than that. There's a little more to it. And the little more to it is all the things, and when I read this, you'll, you'll understand uh, when I say, is Al Sharpton a, um, a gen- geneticist? Uh, how can I be all amped up and still losing my mind? Is he a social, social, social anthropologist? Is he a geneticist? Is he a scientist? This, that, and the other. It's because, well, I'm not, that's for sure. But, it's because, but I do realize that I need to know more. I need, I know that things are more complex than that. And I'm not talking about shades of gray. I'm not talking about the differences between black and white. I'm talking about, um, as Alan Watts calls it, the, the floodlight versus the spotlight. Now, I try to use a spotlight when I'm not laser focused on trying to complete a task. I still try to keep that floodlight open, but I can be more on target. Unlike this unlike this program. Because I realize that I might get other information in. And the way that you get other information in is by questioning things. And and what I hope this program brings about is that inquisition, that that inquisitiveness, 
What don't I know? Now, we're not always at liberty to consider what we don't know. We're not always at liberty to expand our set. But to know that we don't know everything is important. And and I surely know that I don't know everything about any topic that I think of. And I hope that I always present what I present as a present. No, as as this is my understanding of it, this is my observation. I hope to, I, I always try to preface this, this is my observation. And as I mentioned, there are trillions and trillions of things separating my observations from your observations. Um, I know that I don't know everything about surviving a Sharknado. I know that I don't know Everything about the supplement to an attempt to estimate the effects of projecting duties on the profits of agricultural agriculture <laughs> being a vindication of its data and conclusions by Jay Morton and Jay Trimmer against W. Hainworth's uh, dyslexic if I don't take my meds. Hainworth's free trade fallacies refute it. That's an actual book, and How to Survive a Sharknado is an actual book as well. <sighs> that joke, that, <laughs> that was a lot of setup for no payoff, because I blew it. I'm blowing into it. But I, I realize that, the, you know, a lot of things are far more complex than a simple answer. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have an opinion on it. That doesn't mean that we can't voice our opinions on it. But when people, uh, you know, have pride in certain things, you have to question, do, do, you know, how much control did I have over being proud of this? You can be proud of somebody. You can be proud of accomplishments. You can be proud of, you know, lots of different things. But things in yourself, you know, am I proud that I, that, you know, I, I have dimples? You know, that's nothing you have control over. You're proud that you have freckles? You can't make yourself have freckles. Um, you can get fit, maybe, you know. It depends on how you're genetically disposed of how uh how you know so many biological changes that occur um so many things externally and let's talk about biology and i'll read this very as quickly as possible uh, even with my dyslexia ah systems of inheritance i skipped around okay so in the early 21st century maybe summed up as follows one mutation introduces genetic variation which may introduce phenotopic variation. Two, developmental process can introduce broader phenotype. Pheno- I just said it. <laughs> Take two. There's no retakes. This is all live. Developmental process can introduce broader phenotypic variations, which may be heritable. Three, gene flow and genetic drift mix genetic variation and potentially its phenotypic correlates without regard to the function of those genes or traits. Four, natural selection shapes genotypic and phenotypic 
variations in response to specific constraints and pressures in the environment. Five, at any given time, one or more of the processes above can be affecting a population. Six, dynamic organism environment interaction can result in niche construction, changing pressure changing pressures of natural selection and resulting in ecological inheritance. Severing cultural patterns and, con- and contexts can impact gene flow and the pressure of natural selection, which in turn can affect genetic evolution, gene culture, coevolution. And eight, multiple inheritance systems, genetic, epigenetic, behavioral, and symbolic, can all provide information and contexts that enable populations to change over time or avoid certain changes. So that's what we know so far. <laughs> uh, a, sum- a summary of eight particular factors uh, of evolution and how evolution works over time. Now, I don't think the JWs that come to your door know that. In fact, I don't even know what, what I just read. <laughs> I can break each, each one down. Um, I can't pronounce phenotypic or phenotypic, but uh, I, I understand what the different things mean. If I really study it, I am, I'm not, um, you know... Uh, any type of uh, biologist, uh, evolutionary theorist, studyist, (laughs) studier. I'm nothing like that. But it's not saying, oh, you think it all came by chance. It's a little more complex than that. And the human race is complex. But one thing I know about the human race is it that it is one race and that is the human race. And that's something that I can say with pretty much as much confidence that I could get to that statement being true as I can get. I'm sorry if I'm blowing in it. In it, it. Sorry if I'm blowing into it today. My black box yeah. didn't work out. I thought thought my black box would work out, and it didn't. Speaking of black boxes and secret governments and the Illuminati, why don't we uh, take a look at some of these videos? Now, I'm not sure exactly which videos I want to be um, paralleling here. I think there's one more t- uh, one more something I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah, so... Uh, Realizing things that are a little more complex than that is something that (laughs) Illuminati conspiracists tend to not do. Realize that there's, it's a little more complex than that. Oh, they see complexity. Believe me, every video that I've uh, watched, and now you might ask why I'm doing this. Well, um... Well, I'm bipolar, and bipolar means has different effects. Bipolar disorder has different effects on on everybody. You can be bipolar, do this, that, and the other. I I 
I mentioned Black Box. That was a television show that I believe is canceled. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure it's canceled. And it only ran one season. And the lead character in that was, she was a not a neurosurgeon, but she was a, uh, a neurologist. I, I don't even recall exactly what she was, but she studied brains and she was, con- I do know this, she was considered the... Galileo, Paul Revere, the uh, the Marco Polo, I think, of the brain. Um, I might have just completely uh, not been able to. I can't recall exactly what she was considering. I think that's what it was. But she wasn't in a swimming pool yelling Marco and another person yells Polo. She was. She's quite a, an adventurer into the brain and, and really trying to discover different different ways things connect and et cetera. And uh, the show would be based around people that had different type of uh, problems going on. And then they try to diagnose one thing. It looked like something and it looked like, and then it was actually another. But she also suffered from bipolar disorder. And the extent of her type of hypersexuality and uh, all these other elements of, of bipolar disorder were incredibly extreme compared to what how I experienced my life. But there are parallels, and it's not necessarily a bad thing to show to someone if you if you're bipolar and you uh, have a significant other or friends or whatever, and and you're close enough to them to be yourself around them and not always to be on and um, and and in control, but you you consider them to be a part of you, so you let go, you let uh, yourself be shown, you let your disappointment in yourself be. Um, when they disappoint you, you take them as being you and you treat them, you're as hard on them as you are on yourself. Because usually uh, if you suffer from bipolar disorder or depression and things like this, you're very hard on yourself. So when you allow someone to be close to you and when they become a part of you, you are hard on them because you believe that they are a part of yourself. That's been my experience. And you have to really be able to put that divide in and realize, well, you should realize that you can't be hard on yourself (laughs) and then you're not hard on others. But that's kind of, uh, that's harder to do. And different things take different amounts of energy. And that's not the path I want to go down. But I do want to mention that if you want to share a black box with someone to help them understand um, bipolar disorder, and how to live with somebody. You might want to share that with them, not to show them that this is how you are, but to open a dialogue and compare and contrast the differences of how you experience life to what is going on in this, on this TV show. Now, I'm assuming that... that uh, whoops. I have to pick up my ballpoint pen with a nude lady on it. Woo-woo! Now, why why are some floaters, as they might be called, or pin-up girl pens, why are some nude when, you, when you're writing with the pen, and some are nude when you turn the pen upside down? That's weird. I don't know. I don't know why a uniformity wasn't settled upon as to when the girl should be nude, or guy, 
They make guy ones too. Schling dings and everything. Hanging out. Looks like a chicken gizzard. Or roast beef for the ladies. <sighs> so my bipolar disorder has a big collecting and completion aspect to it. And this is where a lot of my money can can go up in flames. I tend to seek a balance of zero net uh, or or a negative net. And uh, that's really not the topic of it, but I do I do like to see things to completion. I've mentioned it before that collecting collecting is more important to me than what I'm actually collecting. So lately, instead of uh, toy collecting, my toys, I'm pretty satisfied with everything going on with toys. Um, I used to collect comics. I I don't collect them anymore. I do read them, uh, and I do get electronic versions of them, usually of the ones I already have in paper, but some that are public domain. And I've really been about uh, collecting public domain movies, older movies, silent films, things like this, and making them a part of my media collection, all nice in line with fan art and posters, etc., and in alphabetical order and categorizing and whatnot. So I've also been downloading a lot of things from YouTube, and I know that... Uh, in the past, I've received letters asking me what I thought about the Bilderberg Group and the Illuminati and uh, Illuminati and the uh, Illuminatis and the Illuminati nuts and Illuminati's nuts and uh, you know things like that. There, conspiracy theories and and whatever. And I've gone into I've gone into depth on different conspiracy theories and whatnot. But I never really, I never really. <laughs> never really got too far in in listening to people speak about the Illuminati Illuminatis I don't know I mean I keep saying Illuminati I think that's the plural of Illuminati I'm not sure or is that the singular I believe maybe it's a singular singular so I've I've had uh, been amassing different YouTube videos. You know, I download the YouTube videos and I put them on my media server so I can watch them at my leisure on the on the television there. And I tried to start to watch some yesterday. And I think I started watching about a total of four. And I got to tell you, the same thing happened. I can't get very far into these. It's quite frustrating because... As I mentioned, not a lot of people know the complexity of something they may might be talking about. However, the conspiracy theorists, theorists that mostly speak about the Illuminati have incredibly complex, fleshed out understandings of the Illuminati. However, each aspect of this complexity 
is built on pretty much zero evidence and then it spirals down the rabbit hole it spirals out of control into this incredibly irrefutable web of nonsense and hopefully i'll explain uh, that'll come to fruition and be um, um self self-explaining self-exposing um as i go through this now, i don't know how this is going to work it might not work i don't know I'm, I'm hopeful if it does and we'll go through with it if not i'll pull the plug in and play a song Okay, let me open up a few movies here. Now, I'm not going to be able to go through all these because most of these are 35, 40 minutes long uh, and what have you. So I'm going I'm going to maybe, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I said, I, I don't really know yet. Uh, most of these videos, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to them as they go. But this is the first one that I watched. Uh, this one is called Who Are Illuminati and the Power It Has? documentary 2014 now the quality on this is not going to be so good first of all of course the illuminati has a picture of uh, three iphone 5 s's it says like and comment your favorite part and get a chance to win an iphone 5s 32 gigabyte this 30th of september 2014 when the new iphone 5 winners will be announced on september 30th 2014 and this is your chance, you know, to win that. So evidently, the Illuminati are not uh, part of Apple, and uh, to be anti-Illuminati means to try to uh, allow. If if you like and comment a person's video, then you can have a chance to win the iPhone. Uh, so like and comment your favorite part that that i don't know uh you make of that what you will because i know what i made of it now first of all we see who are the illuminati it says okay here comes the illuminati can be generally difficult to define okay. so i'll stick to the basic facts to keep it as simple as i can for the sake of this presentation Oh, good. The basic facts. That's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna get. The basic facts. Thirty-seven minutes of basic facts. Already, I've seen an eyeball in uh, you know a pyramid. I've seen uh, you know the, the horse eye, the uh, Egyptian eye. I've seen now. I see a lady inside of a triangle. Maybe I don't know Pink Floyd. I'm not sure. The Illuminati are a secret society founded in 1776 in Bavaria, Germany by a chap called Adam Weishaupt. The word itself, Illuminati, literally means to be illuminated with knowledge, as this knowledge in turn brings light. Okay. Okay, so the name Illuminati, (laughs) Illuminati, was a real organization in started founded in 1776 by Adam Weishaupt, and Weishaupt uh, was a teacher of philosophy and also canonical law, Catholic law, Jesus law, biblical law, etc. But also philosophy of uh, um, practical philosophy. So. 
It's about ethics and logic and found it on, I believe, Aristotle types of, uh, of a foundation. So he was in a precarious place because he was teaching at this Catholic uh, college. However, he was opposed to superstition, and that's what the Illuminati was supposed to be. It was supposed to be sort of a, a, a non-rich person's version of the, um, the Freemasons. And I'm sure that they'll talk about Freemasons in this video because I, I watched some of these videos before. I have been taken to a Freemason uh, church, gathering hall, whatever uh, it was called. Now, this was quite a while ago. I believe I might have been still in high school or uh, a senior or a year or two after high school. I was brought in by a friend of mine that thought I would make a good candidate whatever to be part of the freemasons and uh now there's leaked footage of freemason rituals and everything else so i could tell you what um, they from from what i gathered of being there it was it it was more like christianity happening um I'm just taking a brief aside for to explain uh, to um, talk about my my experience with Freemasons. They didn't wear any fancy hats or coats and all that types of robes and stuff. And there was no preacher or anything like that. There was a it was a it was a congregation you would call it, but it, it was just a gathering of of people, all men, and uh, everyone was dressed spiffily. They were dressed quite nice. Uh, not business, I think a little bit above business casual, probably. Now, once again, this is back in 84, 85, 86, somewhere around there. And basically, uh, they ran down an agenda of what they wanted to do, a picnic and fundraisers and stuff like that there. There was a lot of different uh, um, iconography on the walls and I think it was based around God being the supreme architect, the supreme builder. And now at the time, I I wasn't an atheist. Um, I was in search of, uh, I was in the middle of actually my, my biblical types of studies and, um, and the uh, worldwide church of God, the um, I was studying with Jehovah's Witnesses at the time as well. Anyone that would want to study, I would study with. I went to a Catholic study group, which I left after I think the first or second time I was there when they when they just um, they marked me being wrong for thinking that we should take uh, that we should place the word of the Bible above the, tradi the traditions of the Catholic Church. I said, okay, I'm out of here. If you think that I'm not supposed to obey the Bible, I'm supposed to obey the, um, the uh, traditions of the Catholic Church, then I, I don't think this is how I'm going to find out the truth. The truth, you see, about the Bible. This is not the words of Herbert W. Armstrong. This is the word of God. And I was part of the Ambassador Bible Study course, co college correspondence course, and I did that and everything else. Um, now, of course, as you know, I'm a non-theist completely because my biblical studies took me beyond um, what 
I found out in the Bible was not what I was being taught by people around me or preachers or what have you. And then I found out that the Bible itself was plagiarized from other things. Well, of course, the, the New Testament is is um, is full of midrash, and um, which is just taking the Hebrew Torah and putting a new spin on it that says, hey, come join us. We're okay. You don't have to worry about that. Not eating pigs and stuff. And then, of course, breathing all of this, uh, um, this, these other elements that didn't really have to do with prophecy into the, into prophecy about the Christ and making everything fit just right so that it, it even mentions like his legs were not injured <laughs> um, because of, you know, some midrashic part that they pulled out of, uh, of the Torah, out of the Old Testament to make it fit this uh, Jesus character and then later breathing um, uh, historicity into the uh, mythicist, the, the mythical Christ. I'm, I'm also a mythicist. I don't, I don't believe there ever was a historical Jesus uh, character in Yeshua ben Yosef. Um, I don't think ever really existed. I've still not seen any proof to suggest as such. And um, about the same amount of proof for, for Jesus I have for the proof of God. <laughs> not, so, so there's that. Except in uh, Christology, of course, in the Bible itself. That's where it talks about both of those characters. Both of them are fairly shitty people. And the good things that they did do or say can be traced back to earlier um, or uh, period um, texts or sentiments. Um, The Babylonians and, of course, going back to the Sumerians. The Book of Life, uh, Hammurabi, um, Pythagoreans, uh, just just a whole shitload of things that preceded this. Anyway, uh, this fella, Adam, I'll just call him, it's funny his name's Adam, isn't it? The Atem, first first man he wanted to make this illuminati yes enlightenment an enlightened society why the enlightenment was a very important period of human history (laughs) because uh you don't want to stick in the dark ages of religion so this illuminati was to be against superstition was to be against um the religious intrusion into politics, into the government, um, things like that. They wanted to fight against, against the evil, uh, 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 what do you you call, monarchy, the God-given right of someone to be in power, to be king. Um, remember, God can, God will will banish an unjust king. So if someone's a king, it's all good because you know 
says so. The big guy upstairs. Wherever the fuck upstairs is, we live on a globe. So our upstairs is downstairs and the room to the left and the room to the right of someone else on the same sphere. So that's what this uh, whole thing was about, that uh, this uh, vice hopped started. And it was all shut down in, I guess, not too many years later, 10 years later, maybe. Because, of course, the government did not want someone going around societies trying to make a better environment for themselves saying, you know, we got to get out from under this tyranny. Um, Under this unjust rule, injustices uh, perpetrated by those in power. So you would consider this type of group uh, like a freedom fighters and and if you really and so they shut down freemasonry they shut down uh, the illuminati if you really do some searching on freemasons which definitely exists to this day um you'll see that basically they're just a, a group of people they've they've um, of course um become more politically correct and who they allow into their ranks and well they're actually wait a minute who's the uh, what's the female version of the uh is it the red hatters are the red hatters the female version of of freemasons i don't recall but there, there was a, a a female group version that does the same type of things you know they get together they try to do fundraisers they try to help people out they soup kitchens this type of stuff but one thing that happened is that the that people um, after this was shut down uh, and the papers uh, exposed, a lot of reverends caught on to this stuff and they said, "Hey, look at this guy. He doesn't like the Jesus. Let's do sermons about these secret societies." Now, I'm sure we're going to get into Satan worship and all this other stuff, but if, you, if you're an atheist and you're trying to uh, get rid of religious influence, then you don't believe in a god and you don't believe in a devil. Surely Epicurus did not. Epicurus, uh, we're talking BCE, uh, you know, his uh, his challenge of of uh of if a deity does exist why does he permit evil um is because he's unwilling to uh stop evil you know and why why is he you know omnipotent omniscient uh uh, omnibenevolent etc and why call him god if he if he doesn't want to do any of these things to stop evil so that was you know epicurus so this this is nothing new you know, this is nothing new under the sun. Now we're talking the 18th century. You know. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Adam. So that goes, uh, that's there. So we're only at 41 seconds in. I already have a huge, and most of that 41 seconds was uh, when an iPod, if you like, uh, when an iPhone, if you like, like my video, and win so I'm going to pay you to like my video because my video's true. And I'm only going to stick to the true facts. I'm only going to stick to the basic truths 
of the Illuminati. Illuminating an individual, they are deeply occultic in their beliefs and they revel in secret knowledge. No, they're not cultic in their beliefs because, and they don't revel in secret knowledge. They want, they want, <laughs> they want knowledge to be known. Uh, there's mention of the Gnostics in one of these uh, things as well, which they have no idea about Gnosticism. Gnosticism was a virgin of Christianity. The only thing that it denounced was that the God of the Old Testament could not have possibly been the God of Jesus because Jesus was good and he was all this good guy. And the 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 God of the Old Testament, the Yahweh, the Yahwehist, Yahweh was a horrible figure, terrible. He put Adam and Eve... He knew, you know, he must know the future. He was, they considered him a demagogue. They considered him a lower tier God and not the father of Jesus. And there was other parts of Gnosticism and that means knowledge as well. So, so right away, we're off to a bad start in that this person um, is, doesn't even realize that they're saying, we don't want to be smart. We don't want to be uh, turned on to anything. One of the great, one of the great uh, slogans of everybody, every group that ever existed, <laughs> but especially about people that are concerned about the new world order and Illuminati is, wake the fuck up. Well, she's saying go back to sleep. Yeah. Another name for Satan is Lucifer. Lucifer, which literally translates to light bearer, is more likely to be portrayed as a beautiful angel and light giving. Well, see now, here, here's, here's another not understanding of the word Lucifer. Lucifer is not another word for Satan. It's not a word for the devil. That's not the underpinnings. That's not the etymology of the word Lucifer. Lucifer is used in the Old Testament once. And it's speaking about a astrological event. Lucifer is, 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 a, is a Greek word um, that is in the midst of Hebrew. Okay, so all of a sudden, you're in Hebrew, and then Lucifer, Greek, in the middle of everything else Hebrew. Uh, now, this is off the top of my head, and you can research it for yourself because um, I, I don't want to take the time out to do this. Uh, I don't I don't want to go I don't want to go really 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 long on here. I'm only one minute and five into this thing, but th you can see where I'm going here. You're you're compounding and compounding and making this more and more complex, but you don't have a good foothold on any of it. And it's just one thing after another, these rapid fire things, this chain, this moving target. And that's what I talk about with Jehovah's Witnesses. It's a moving target. The answer one, uh, you, you give a reasonable response to one argument and now we're on to something else. Well, how did it all begin then? Well, that's not evolution. Evolution isn't the Big Bang. They always say, I think the Big Bang is evolution. They say, well, you think it just came out of nowhere? No, the Big Bang, it's more complex than that. I mean, I have my own understandings of the Big Bang, and my understanding is that, well, it, 
they're well we all know it, it, it wasn't big it was incredibly small Incre- it's so small that initially starting it, it was so small that you can't even imagine you can't imagine this this gravitational full pull and the 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 the, the, the tininess of what our universe would become and it didn't make a bang because uh, there's no sound in space so it's neither a bang nor nor a big but you know then that's something other people comment on but uh, there's there's nothing to say that before the big bang uh or if you know if you want to call it the big bang or the expansion or whatever the hell you want to call it um that this is a, a, like a once one-time event. It was a one-time event for the creation of our time, our universe, our, our, our timeline, our et cetera, of what we see. But what was before then? God. No, we don't know. In and out, and in and out, and in and out it might have went till I got it right. So I got just the right momentum, just the right uh, size, shape, everything else. Well, and how do you explain that, uh, we, you know, we we have just the right amount of oxygen, little less oxygen, we wouldn't be able to breathe. More oxygen, we would, perfect, perfect for uh, human life on our planet. Wait, here go, you're moving. Wait, I just explained the thing about the Big Bang. At first you thought that was evolution. Now you think it's a Big Bang. And now you're saying about the green zone, if you want to call it. Well, you're you're putting a cart before the horse here friend we are the way we are because of our environment and at times and reading through that beginning uh, thing about our understanding about evolution is that our environment and ourselves can work together look at how we have as humans we've displaced um our, our environment in certain areas and we've adapted that adapted to that and our environment has adapted to that we've evolved uh moving forward over long periods of time when 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 beavers make dams uh, when birds build nests these are all things that are synergistic between the inv- the the organism and the environment and you can't have the organism in a void and you can't have the environment without well you can't have you can't have an environment without an organism but what it's going to be a bunch bunch of rocks i don't know but where did you know where did rocks come from there was always some type of action going on there was always some type of action so don't say rocks are dead and rocks don't do this and rocks don't do that because rocks happen there was stuff going on but it's inorganic material as opposed to organic you can't get organic out of inorganic fuck you how the fuck do you know <laughs> How do you know? Is this person that never heard of the the water bear? This is a person that doesn't know about extremophiles. This is a person that doesn't know about the 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 culmination of amino acids and how you can get to organic from inorganic and it's not a point, it's a process. It's a process, and you're looking for a point, and there is no point. There's no point to what I'm saying unless I continue to say it or have something before it that I said. But Lucifer is, is a word uh, that's referencing a star, 
and I like I said, I don't feel like looking up right now. You look, you look up the passage. Um, of course, this was you know, latched onto though. This must be the devil, just like the serpent is uh, in in the Garden of Eden. Is a serpent. It doesn't say it's the devil. It doesn't say it's anything else. Except later on, then they said, "Oh, well, let's connect the dots here, where dots do not exist." And let's say that was Satan, and now Satan's a snake on the crawling around eating dirt. Well, snakes don't eat dirt to live. That was a that was a popular um, um, understanding at the time. Just like they, you know, the, you talk about blue blood and uh, bloodlines, and we didn't really have a good understanding. We thought, uh, you know, life came from. Uh, the, the reason a woman stopped bleeding is because her blood, when when she's given, having a baby, is because her her blood is being turned into a baby. Um, because I don't remember how how the ejaculate worked. I don't remember everything about it. But you know, the, these are these are primitive people trying to understand their environments. And thank goodness for enlightenment. But Lucifer is just an astronomical event. It doesn't have anything to do with Satan. It doesn't have anything to do with the devil. And uh, it literally means light. And, and not an angel of light, because it's not talking about angels. <laughs> it's talking about a, a fall, what people call a falling star, a shooting star. Well, there are no, now, now here we go again. There's no shooting stars. If there was a shooting star, <laughs> we'd be incinerated before the, the star got anywhere near the earth to shoot. <laughs> stars are suns. Our sun is a star, Okay. And people didn't realize that. That's why they say, you know, we followed the star and it was like in our atmosphere and the stars started falling from heaven. Well, what do you mean heaven? You mean the sky? Oh, you mean that the, the three circular spherical domes that circle the flat earth so that you do have an up and you do have a down so you can have hell below the firmament or, you know, who knows? Hell, there's different words for hell that don't mean anything like what people think of hell today, preach of brimstone and, and the things like this. These are all comments they're just they're just fucking let's throw shit at the wall not to see if it sticks just to throw shit <laughs> if someone doesn't think they're enlightened i can't name someone that thinks they're more enlightened than this who are illuminati and the power it has documentary person oh my gosh one minute and five seconds Take away the iPod, iPhone ad. It is common amongst the secret societies and occultic beliefs for Lucifer to be considered as the source. Now, see, they, they showed this pyramid with the Queen of England at the top of this pyramid, pyramidal chain, uh, uh, pyramidal um, graphic. They showed the, the Queen of England. And that's what the Illuminati was to get out of. <laughs> Out of that God-appointed queen. <sighs> the source of everything, but especially of all light and of all knowledge. 
the Illuminati are 100% Luciferian in their philosophy. <laughs> they sincerely believe that the serpent or the devil is the good guy in the Genesis account. No, no, uh, that's not the Illuminati. The Illuminati didn't believe in the Genesis. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't theists. At all, they weren't. Um, uh, I gotta look up pain. I gotta look up. I gotta look up these guys. I gotta study more about these guys because um, maybe now I'm talking out of my ass. But I don't think Weishaupt was a. Um, maybe maybe he was a deist actually, uh, because Thomas Paine was a deist, and Thomas Paine is almost uh, running parallel to the 1776. Thomas Paine came to. Uh, the United States. Uh, he was the writer uh, of the the pamphlet Common Sense or book. I'm not. Uh, I think it was considered a pamphlet. He also wrote um, um, Age of Reason. Later, he was friends of Ben Franklin. He was influential on the. The um, Revolutionary War uh, to get out of under the thumb of the British uh, theocracy. So he was a deist. Now, deism is a belief in a God. God started it all, but then really doesn't give uh, two, two licks about anything <laughs> that happened after that. He's not a personal God. He's not a Christian God. He... Um, doesn't have any care for the affairs of man. And this is something that Thomas Paine uh, spoke out of, uh, against. And um, that's why he was in prison. He died alone. Um, he was not popular, of course. He moved back. He came, he was born in uh, in England. He moved to France. Then he was uh, for the revolutionaries in the French Revolution. And uh, he just became not very popular. He's buried in like an unmarked. They don't even know where he's, he, they know around where he's buried, but they don't know where his uh, his actual gravestone is, I believe. I think they were looking for it. I think I saw a program on it before. But they wanted to get, you know, he, he wanted to get out of this monarchy. Um, and uh, probably the same, I would have to say for Weishaupt, he might have been, been a deist. I don't know everything about him. I would have to research more. But this person definitely did not research more. And definitely the Illuminati would not be dealing with a personal God if Eve did take the apple and she was the good guy and the serpent was a good guy and took of the tree of knowledge then that is that is uh um that is gnosticism uh, that is not something that the illuminati would think gnostics believed that the old testament was about uh, god and gods and the council of gods um i'm not sure exactly how that worked um with uh, monotheism but uh, they definitely did not think that Yahweh was the El Elyon, the God of all gods, because eating of the tree of knowledge would be something that would be good. They did believe that way. They did believe that Yahweh was the, the bad guy in all this. But that's Gnosticism. This Illuminati, as far as I can see, 
wouldn't have anything to do with a book. They didn't have anything to do with organized religion. Thomas Paine was against organized religion. And that Eve was right to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that when she did, she did become like God. No, she did. Because she she didn't become like God. She didn't, you know, make volcanoes explode and... uh, um, all this other magic shit okay so so how could you say how could you even say that how do you even say that albert pike one of the founding fathers of freemasonry was himself a 33 degree freemason so he was also a top leader in the knights of the ku klux klan well is that true if it is um you know too bad Pike, being sovereign grand commander of the Scottish Rite, was a devoutly Luciferian. Albert Pike. Okay. Now I gotta do a field trip. For you know, time will pass. Okay, well, a fascinating fella here. I don't see anything about the Ku Klux Klan, but I'm not going to dismiss that without further uh, introspection. I've briefly looked on uh, Wikipedia to get a small overview and then took it out from there. Uh, he definitely was in the um, the Confederacy. So he fought for with the Confederate Army against the Union. But he had gave a reason about it, which I can't find right now. But he also did some interesting things with the Native Americans. In fact, uh, some $800,000 settlement with uh, the Creeks and uh, other tribes with the, with the government, with the federal government. And um, just some other weird things that you wouldn't expect someone in the Confederate Army to do. He also was uh, announced his resignation and then was brought up on charges by the Confederate Army. So there's a lot going on in there. He definitely was a Freemason. And he did write one sentence, as far as I could tell, um, which is freely available. Uh, the book called Morals and Dogma of the Ancient and Accepted Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. Um, he definitely, there is this Scottish right, Southern jurisdiction thing, this Southern right that, uh, she mentions, I, th- um, wait, uh, Irish, what did she mention? I can't remember because I, oh, the Scottish right, the Scottish right. I, I didn't really understand what that was about because he was born in, uh, born in Boston, Massachusetts, Chushits. Uh, he was the son of Ben, now I'm reading from uh, Wikipedia, ben, son of uh, Ben and Sarah Andrews Pike, and spent his childhood in Byfield and Newburyport, Massachusetts, shits. His colonial ancestors included John Pike, the founder of Woodbridge, New Jersey. He attended school in Newburyport and Framingham until he was 15. In August 1825, he passed the entrance exam at Harvard University. Though when the college request uh, the college requested payment of tuition fees for the first two years, which he had successfully challenged by examination, he chose not to attend. He began a program of self-education, later becoming a school teacher in Glouch- Gloucester, North Belford, Fairhaven, and Newburyport. 
1831, Pike left Massachusetts to travel west, first stopping at St. Louis and later moving on to Independence, Missouri, Missouri, Old Missouri. In Independence, he joined the expedition uh, to Taos, New Mexico, hunting and trading. During the excursion, his horse broke and ran, forcing Pike to walk the remaining 500 miles to Taos after he joined a trapping expedition to the Llano Estacado in New Mexico and Texas. Trapping was minimal, and after traveling about 1,300 miles, 650 on foot, he arrived at Fourth Smith, Smith, Arkansas. Then he became a journalist. He wrote poetries. He became a lawyer. Um, then uh, the military career. Here you could read right about it on Encyclopedia, uh, the Wikipedia, Encyclopedia, Wikipedia, uh, uh, Albert Pike. Um, one interesting thing that uh, I will read his his uh, paragraph that he wrote in the Freemason uh, gimmick here. But I remembered now from reading this thing about the Freemason gimmick that uh, let's see. Who took a Albert Pike uh, WordPress? AlbertPike.wordpress.com. Trying to see who the author is here. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't find out. Um, but he. It did remind me about where in the Bible the whole. Um, the whole uh, allegory to Satan and whatever it was uh, talking about. And that was in Isaiah 14.21. It was talking about the Babylonian's king would be uh, falling from his throne would be like the morning stars falling from the sky. So <clears throat> the whole fallen angel thing, that that's nowhere. Uh, this is all read into, made up. Um, a lot of it is from the John's apocalypse, uh, revelations and whatnot, uh, which is just, you know, a complete freak show, but, uh, all these, uh, like I said, connecting the dots that there's no dots, there's no connecting, uh, et cetera. But that's the whole thing about the light. Now, here's what he wrote. Now, he, he wrote, Lucifer, the light bearer, strange and mysterious name to give the spirit of darkness, Lucifer, the son of the morning. It is he who bears the light, and with its splendor, intolerable, blinds, feeble, sensual, and or selfish souls? No doubt, no doubt. Doubt it not. So it sounds like he's pro Luciferian, Lucifer, whatever that broad said. Um, but if you read it in its full context, it says the apocalypse is to those who receive the 19th degree, the apotheosis of the sublime faith which aspires to God alone and despises all the pomps and works of Lucifer. Then it goes, so he says that you should aspire to God alone and you should despise the works of Lucifer. Lucifer, and he, he capitalized, Lucifer, the light bearer. Uh, wait, he doesn't ask questions. Light bearer. An exclamation. 
strange and mysterious name to give the spirit of darkness. Now, he's saying that he's saying this is strange. Lucifer, the son of the morning, he exclaims. Once again, not understanding. He's not understanding what the word Lucifer even means. But he's saying, why do we call Satan? Why do we call the darkest thing that there is light? And he's wondering why this name is uh, put upon this this uh, evil and then he says, Son of the morning, is it he who bears the light and with its splendors intolerable blinds feeble for traditions are full of sensual or selfish souls? Doubt it not. Doubt not that he can blind the feeble. He can fool the feeble. Divine revelation. Now, this is uh, after what the um, quote taken out of context is divine revelation and inspirations. And inspiration is not of one age, meaning uh, an era, an age, nor of one creed. Plato and Philo also were inspired. The Apocalypse, indeed, is a book of obscure, as obscure as the Sohar. It is written hieroglyphically with numbers and images, and the Apostle often appeals to the intelligence of the initiated. Let let uh, Let him who hath knowledge understand let him who understands calculate he often says after an allegory or the mention of a number saint john the favorite apostle and the depository of all the secrets of the savior saint paul (laughs) the creator of christianity uh of christology that's for sure of all secrets of the Savior, therefore did not write to be understood by the multitude. Okay. So, so there you have it. So, you know, how long did that take me? Jesus, not long. Now, now, I I shouldn't believe everything that I read on Wikipedia. After all, it is it is a written by you and I. But certainly we can back up a lot of these. Um, we can look deeper into a lot of these um, quotes and links and, uh, and statements about Albert Pike. I'm about done with this, uh, this uh, first Illuminati thing. His famous works, Morals and Dogma, in 1871, is still today considered to be the handbook or study guide for the Scottish Rite within Freemasonry. This is a direct quote from Albert Pike's works, Morals and Dogma. Open quote. Lucifer, the light bearer. Oh, good. Straight- she's, she's, she's going right into it. Give him enough rope. Strange and mysterious name to give to the spirit of darkness. Lucifer, the son of the morning, is it he who bears the light? Doubt it not. End quote. Okay, and then then she has the balls uh, to actually show the uh, a page that this is lifted from that has the preamble to it and the postamble <laughs> uh only bits of it but there's underlined parts that 
day one, Lucifer, son of, um, strange and mysterious name given to Lucifer, son of the morning. Is it he the light of splendor? Doubt it not. For traditions are, and then you can't read, revelations and inspirations. And the inspiration is not, and you can't read. Age nor of one creed, Plato and Philo. It, it has... It has the intro of the apocalypse is to those who receive the 19th degree uh, apotheosis in the sublime faith, which aspires to God, is even underlined. And then it says, despises all the pomps and works of Lucifer. It's right in what she's showing in this film. This is like a PowerPoint. That whole first part is is right in this thing that she's showing, but she only reads the part that she thinks is him affirming that Lucifer is great. However, the Bible contradicts this teaching. Does it? It exposes Lucifer as being Satan, open quote. And no wonder, for even Satan himself disguises himself as an angel of light. Okay, so what? Second Corinthians eleven fourteen, and no wonder for Satan himself disguises uh, uh, himself as an angel of light. Now, if I look, if I look that up and I look in the context, I know that this is this is talking about. I, I I know what this is talking about, and I hope I'm right. Well, let me say I'm I'm fairly certain I know what this is talking about. This is this is a prime example of people fighting for the best Christology they can write and saying and calling at this time at the time of their writings which is uh second century third century maybe i know a lot of people like to say that it you know it's all written down by jesus but jesus didn't write anything paul didn't come about until he never met jesus he, he came about 30 years was born 30 years after jesus was should have already been dead or something somewhere around there um because I don't think anything was written in at least earliest 60s, 60 uh, AD. Um, however, um, we don't know because we don't really have any writings from that time. We only have writings from uh, 2nd and 3rd century, you know, and 4th century and 5th century and 100th century. Um, this is this is trying to, to say, hey... You know what? You know that guy over there? He says that he knows Jesus, but believe you me, he doesn't. I do. Because even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. He's poking, he's poke, he's trying to poke holes and, and say this guy speaks for Jesus, but he doesn't. The same shit that's going on now went back when all this stuff was starting to, to be collected together. That's how far back these, these that's why there's, what, 2,000 some uh, branches, uh, denominations of Christianity. Because everyone thinks they have the right answers. They were having it back then. Paul said, don't believe this guy, John. John said, don't believe Paul. They built on each other. They, they tore away from each other. They even put it in the mouth of Christ. Saying that some, some will come and say that, the, uh, you know, that they are from the Father. But, uh, you know, they're not. I am. I'm the one telling you the truth, not, not that other guy that got printed as well. Okay, I can't take too much more of that. 
so uh, that's that's two minutes and 47 seconds of just the facts that will be given to you. She goes on then to say about Lady Gaga's perfume. She wanted to be black and smell like semen and um, blood, which then she even has... Uh, an interview with Lady Gaga that says no, and you know is taking is taking after I don't know some type of uh, analysis of her the molecular molecular structure of her blood and then synthesized etc. And she wanted it to smell like sex and wanted to have people wear part of her on her on themselves and it's it's all you know quite artistic. Um, if not contrived, but it's certainly nothing nefarious. And I swear to God, there's about maybe 20 minutes of uh, people that have their hand over one of their eyes or, and I shit you not, they they have a uh, fucking, they, they show left eye, left eye from TLC, TCL, T, T, whatever they were called. You know, the one that's blind she has an eye patch on. How do you like that? She's the devil. <laughs> um, <sighs> she has her eye covered. That means she's given the the sign of the Illuminati. She's she does. She only has one eye. And then then she shows pictures of the fucking um uh, um minions the, because the one minion has one eye. She's sewing Cyclops. She doesn't sew a Cyclops. I wish she would. <laughs> but she, she she's showing these these uh, you know things that only have one eye. These puppets and 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 minions and all these other things that are just. So anytime you cover your one eye, y'all can't handle the truth in the courtroom alive. Yeah, whatever. Purges the jewel. So and people that have their bangs over one eye are also giving the uh, sign of the Illuminati. Uh, no one has ever, <laughs> no one has ever put their hand over their eye. What, when you rest your head, I know, I know what I do. I like to cover up one eye. I like to cover up both eyes sometimes. It's just, uh, it's just silly. This is silly. And then it says that the, the triangle and the, the, um, uh, the goat head, you know, poor goats. What did they do? Nothing, you know? Um, but she talks about the star David and she's showing things like the symbol we still use for medicine, which dates back to, to this, that dates back to, uh, the sign of Sud, the sign of, um, uh, uh, of, of the first, uh, um, goddesses of, uh, of, of medicine or gods of, of medicine, of healing, of things like this, the entwined serpents. Um, this has been used since uh, Gilgamesh, um, um, Sumerians, Sumerian time. So, you know, it's just one, one misstep after another. And then, you know, the whole thing about, well, they'll show a triangle, and the triangle represents the uterus. Yeah. Sometimes triangle can represent a uterus or the pubic region, and sometimes it could be a triangle. You have a circle, you have a square, you have a rectangle, and you have a triangle. (laughs) 
circle, square, triangle, these are our basic shapes that we can make other shapes out of. What about the parallelogram? Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't the Illuminati use something a little more uh, fancy, like a fish symbol? <laughs> like a fish symbol that probably originates from um, uh, Pythagoras, the Pythagoreans, you know, the Jesus fish. That's that's more complex, and it's certainly not something that uh, would come out of the Old Testament, which the Old Testament knew, the people, the writers of the Old Testament knew about the existence of pi. Uh, however, they didn't even bother to write it except for 3, or 3.1 is the farthest they get <laughs> for explaining uh, the width of a circle. And every time that you read in the Old Testament about Asherim or uh, Mazaboth, these are all these type of phalluses and uh, or phallicize, <laughs> uh, phallic symbols and and uh, and triangles and and you know vaginal type of things. So it's just it's just so sad. And then she says that the, the Star of David, which isn't in the Bible, she seems to sh know that that's not in the Bible, but she sure doesn't seem to know about the rest of this stuff not being in the Bible. She says that, you know, that's a sign of, uh, oh, this is the best part. Wait, this is the part. This tree. Energy. This is because an upside down pyramid is supposed upside to resemble down pyramid. the it's shape a triangle. of the womb. It's not a pyramid upside down. For pyramid example, is three dimensional. An triangle down is one pyramid dimensional. Yeah. In a tree on a children's show on CBBS. Okay. Now that we know this is an esoteric symbol of a womb, uh -huh. it is easy to see that the branches on this tree represent ovaries and fallopian tubes. Ovaries and fallopian tubes that have a shade on the one uh, branch of the tree and a swing off of the other branch of the tree. Now, I can totally see that this might look like a vagina to somebody. We're pattern-seeking animals. And who the fuck knows? Maybe someone did design it to look like that. Who cares? There's nothing wrong with a womb, okay? A womb with a view because that's what he has. He's But this is a tree, <laughs> It's got a big ball in the middle with a trunk and two branches with uh, with uh, leave, leafy areas on the sides, balls on the sides. But it's very graphical. But listen to, listen to this stuff here. And, and this guy's mane is a giant ball as well. This all fits with the with the theme of the, his swing has is a light bulb shape. So everything has these circles um, as part of its design. And the door at the base of the trunk symbolizes the vaginal passage. No, it symbolizes a door. It doesn't look anything like a vaginal passage. It is a door that has a flat bottom and two hinges and a rounded top, which you would expect on a tree of this nature. Because he has a car next to him that looks like a log with round wheels that look like the ends of watermelons or something. Every aspect of this looks like it belongs in a tree. And just like the Popeye whistle has, my Popeye whistle rack toy has a rope around it uh, that makes it look like a penis and balls because that's how the packaging was made. Um, 
This symbology is of further interest when we find out that this show is called Rara, the Noisy Lion, and Ra is another name for horror. Yes. Rara, the Noisy Lion, is of course Ra. <laughs> Horus, Ra. His name is spelled R-A-A space R-A-A, the Noisy Lion. Not because of Ra, the son, the Horus Ra, but beca- because of Rar. Okay? It's, a, it's the noise a lion makes. It's the sun god in Egyptology. <sighs> okay. Then it goes into goat-headed things and the way people's have people have their hands placed and uh, all this other stuff if you look on the cover of um of if you look on the cover of conscious by trapdoor someone else has their hands placed <laughs> in very similar uh, positions except they're imitating the images of jesus uh when jesus would always do that Two hand, two fingers up, the three fingers up, um, both hands in one pointing up, another pointing towards down, and things like this. It's time. It's now time to wake the fuck up. As uh, another one of these things here. Um, now this 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 particular person is called New World Order coming t- 2014, guaranteed to blow your mind. It's coming in 2014 if you consider yourself a true American. Or care about the future of your children. It's dire that you watch the entirety of this video. All the way through. The Department of Redundancy Department. Nothing in this video is a conspiracy. Every bit of information in this video is fact. And 98% of it is admitted by the government itself. I encourage you to look up the facts and see for yourself that nothing in this video is false. Okay, what's next? We're almost done here. We're wrapping it up. Waiting for this guy to... You may put this video on your YouTube channel. It's yours now. Get the message out there. And then he says about how... (laughs) I think he says how the government's trying to take down his video or something. After you download the video and upload it to YouTube, please burn this film on DVDs and put the DVD in cases to read. Watch and pass on and hand them to everybody you know. These videos keep getting deleted from YouTube. (laughs) Update, the U.S. government has just hijacked the internet. They now have a trial behind our backs and won! They gave the internet to the corporations. Every piece of info online will soon be controlled. Well, if you know, that didn't go through... (laughs) Uh, New World Order coming 2014. Guaranteed to blow my mind. I'm sure that they've now put down 2016. Too bad they didn't put down 2072. That would have been a better better bet. Soon you will have to pay for certain access of internet. Also, any corporation can bring down a site down permanently if there is a claim of copyright violation. Well, sure! I don't think it's, I don't think any corporation can bring down a site. I think they could sue somebody for putting up their copyrighted information. I'm not about that. I'm I'm more into I'm not embarrassed by what I create. But I can see why a company that thinks that they're losing millions of dollars would want to shut down a, a torrent site or something else. That's not f- free speech, you know. Sharing. I think everything should be shared. 
But you can't you can't say that when I download an illegal movie and an illegal video, I can't say this is my free speech. I can say that I'm not selling it. I can say that I pay for Netflix every month. I pay for cable every month. And I own things on DVD. And sometimes it's easier for me to rip these than to set my TiVo and try to record them or, uh, or rip them off of DVD or um, watch them on Netflix. I like to have them in the consolidated media. But I can't say it's my free speech to have it. Do I feel like I should be able to own a digital copy of something that I already own? Yes, I do. But do I think that I should, if I put it up on a site, for everybody else to take that I'm not violating a copyright law? No. Meaning government can silence, remove bad publicity in a matter of seconds. They can't, I wish they could. I mean, they could do denial of services, but so, so could anybody, any hacker. <clears throat> okay. Conspiracy <sighs> theorists. Wow. This is the, the preamble to this. This is a violation of free speech. Okay, don't worry. I'll start the video in a moment. Dot, dot. I'm not going to go too long on this. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some, something. So, then he has uh, a cartoon... Of our independence, we must not let our rulers load us with perpetual debt. So he's talking about, <clears throat> he shows a cartoon of Thomas Jefferson. And uh, Thomas Jefferson is going on about uh, something to do with um, bankers. And uh, basically, he's trying to point out that we shouldn't, in the United States, we shouldn't have um, the the mint uh, that the government should be printing money not an independent organization of bankers the united states treasury department or treasury mint <clears throat> and then they say let's see if he's right uh, it d- doesn't have anything to do with illuminati it's true it's uh, it it has a real video about the disparity between is that right um between uh, the the top one percent and then the top one percent of that one percent, and and how uh, money is actually distributed and how we think of it and how we it's uh, called wealth inequality America, <clears throat> and I recommend that for anyone to see, but it certainly doesn't have anything to do with Illuminati, Illuminati, and it doesn't even mention Illuminati, and it said it says they pulled uh, how they pulled the pulled it off just like Jefferson thought they would no um oh this and this other person says that we're slaves because we work for minimum wages step one how money is created the federal reserve doesn't actually loan any real money it just creates money it's a it's a bunch of digits pushed on a calculator etc on a computer screen well guess what that's what that's right that's what that's what happens with money nowadays you push numbers on a screen and yes the federal um reserve can bankrupt uh, the nation it's true no no shit it's all good information 
let me make this clear. All currencies besides America's currencies backed by gold, our currency is fake because it is typed into existence by the Federal Reserve. They pumped hundreds of billions of fake money into the economy every month. They pump. Oh, they pump. Okay, you got that right. <clears throat> they pump. I thought he said they pumped. Um, dot, dot, after that. Well, this isn't, our currency is not fake because it is typed into existence because you could take your fake, and then he shows like a dollar. There's no difference between this dollar bill, uh, which we know as our dollar bill, and a, a monopoly money. Yes, there is. Go try to buy a sandwich with monopoly money. Unless you're playing monopoly, you're not going to get much from the monopoly money. It's, yes, it's typed into existence by the Federal Reserve, but it does have value. It's not fake it's not fake it's a it's a currency system it's not the best and i don't think every other uh country besides america's money is backed by gold anymore i could be wrong but it would be my assumption based upon how long our currency has not been based upon the gold standard that gold is not the basis and backing for every note that is in every other country around the globe. And if I am wrong, it doesn't really matter. How does currency work? I am not, nor have I ever been, even close to being an accountant, let alone someone that studies this type, I can't even think of the name off the top of my head now, of what whatever this uh, financial uh, uh, thing is here. And I have a feeling that a lot of people in finance don't even know about it. And are people just, you know, betting out their ass on a winner? Yes, I'm sure. And our economy sucks. And the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. But it's not because people uh, print money for the rich. <clears throat> it's because the rich have been able to roll that. And now they've gotten so far ahead that it's ridiculous. It is, it is analogous to, be, to having people just print money for them. And to a point, it is even um, actual. It is, it is even um, uh, literal. You know, at some point it could be literal because they're printing the money and it's going, you know, towards this interest that uh, that the lenders of this money are taking in. They're getting paid back with with a tender that did not exist before. But there has to be balances in here or else. You know, we wouldn't be able to buy anything. We wouldn't be able to sell anything because we're not in a barter state. We don't barter with goods. We pay cash and we get cash. eBay is, you know, is built upon uh, an online auction. You, you pay money through PayPal, which is a bunch of numbers on a computer screen that get pushed and typed. And then that comes out of your real bank account, which is represented by cash. If you go to your bank and you say, I want to take out all my money, they could give you a cashier's check or they could give you all your cash. And what do you do with your cash? That You go spend it on something. That's not fake money. 
just because it was typed at one time. If you get a cashier's check, that's typing on a piece of paper. You take the cashier's check to someplace else and they treat it just like money. Because that's how we work in the United States, dollars. So, and it goes back on BuzzFeed and team, team, hashtag team, wake them up. I don't know. Then it talks about, uh, uh, then, it, then it mentions Alex Jones' site. I, so I don't even know. Um, this is, uh, this one here is a compilation of clips uh, that have come to my attention and have totally changed the way I see the world we live in. Open your eyes. This one's I called Illuminati thing. I don't even know what the real where this must have been one of like the first videos I downloaded for this. I'm I'm almost done wrapping it up. I just want to see what this says here. I think they appreciate it. They were throwing it back. Okay, so they thought it was a curse. There, there. Here, here's Anton Lavey being interviewed by I can't remember his name. Who was that motherfucker that's interesting? But it's Anton LaVey, uh, Heart West Productions, 1965 to 1970. So this is, you know, of course, when he was still alive. Um, and, you know, Anton LaVey's wearing a, a, a cape. And he was uh, the leader. He was friends with L. Ron Hubbard. What was he, leader of the Church of Satan? Uh, or would you like Church? me to show oh, them how the sign of the curse works? Sign completely different. How does it go? Here's the no, sign not of the at curse. you, not at you people out there in the audience, but this is the difference. Aim it toward Red China, would you? <laughs> this is the sign of the horns. A this is the sign of the horns. The two fingers extended. We see this, this is way. it's we see this all the time, all around us. What does it really mean? It's the sign of the horns. He's flipping the, you know, rock out sign. But you know what? He doesn't have it right. He's he's doing the hang loose sign almost, except with horns. Cause his thumbs out. These hand gesture things are just who the fuck cares? You know, the devil isn't real. Anton LaVey is a goofball. He's he's laughable. If anyone's scared of a curse that he's going to put on you, then they're silly. <laughs> okay? They spread apart. Um, sort of shotgun blast. You know, I always figured if I ever met the, de- the devil, it'd have dirty fingernails. Go on. No, they're not. <laughs> yes, they are. Where, where? Dirty, dirty This guy's already, well, you know, this guy's been, like, uh, you know. around with your equipment. Never mind. Then. Don't blame it on the story. Go on with All it. All right. So that's the sign of the horn, and then what happens? Is that it? Well, there are other ones, too. Yeah, what are the other ones? The other ones, one of them's the pox sign. That's three fingers extended. A pox on you? A pox on you. During yeah. the Middle Ages, this yeah. was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, big deal. Oh, my God. I mean, the, the guy with the bent nose is completely shitting on Anton LaVey, and this is what they're showing as good evidence for the Illuminati. And then it shows a Freemason sign. It shows a, a, a pentagram with a, with a swastika in the middle of it. And then it shows this symbol for uh, for medicine that we cr- currently use, the winged intertwined serpent. And then this is all inside of a big uh, triangle with an eyeball. And listen, as an artist, one thing I love to draw is eyeballs, okay? <laughs> if you start drawing and you get drawn into drawing human faces, you will know that the eyeballs are the pathway to the soul. You will just like to draw eyeballs. There's something attractive about eyeballs. 
And triangles are nice too. And yes, we have this and we have that and we have whatever. Who the fuck cares? The all-seeing eye. Who cares? It's not really an all-seeing eye because it's not seeing anything. Because it's a, it's a picture. <laughs> and drawing an eye is not... Is, and covering your one eye, it doesn't have anything to do with reality. And if it does have something to do with reality, then the person doing it is stupid too i mean they're do they're doing something based on nothing you understand you understand and the whole world is nothing right um i don't even really want to go into this too much more oh um hypnotized by their control oh, here's here's a good one here's a good one uh, blindly sell your soul uh, to the music industry. Right? Why is your hand over your eyes? Because I'm a devil worshiper. We talked about it. It's a little bit off subject, but the same kind of principle. She's being facetious there. Now, here's two uh, ladies sitting down drinking coffee. Some type of holy, uh, some type of Christian broadcast. Well, I heard that, and I won't mention his name, but it was a big leader and founder of a, a huge satanic organization. She won't mention his name. And, um, he was on his deathbed and for a satanist at the time of death it's a great victory for them because oh, yeah. death is a is a is a huge thing that they celebrate huge thing, and death. he was getting ready huge to die and pass thing. on his powers and that and on his deathbed he must have got some revelation or an angelic mm -hmm. um appearance or something yeah. and he went into shock and he said oh my <laughs> oh my done? what have i done he said there's something very wrong there's something very wrong there's something very wrong wow. and his whole life had been spent propagating wow. these satanic beliefs getting everyone to believe establishing official organizations for satanism and then at the end of his life he gets this right. this wow. this light that comes to him and everything that he built he realized was wrong or is it that's decision fantastic made? that's fantastic that he did that can you can you that is something the angel of light came to him and he and said forgive me father for what they have done forgive me i mean i'm sorry how could i have done this <laughs> he went into shock and he said this this is uh, confessions on the deathbed as soon as he was dying <laughs> when he was in the middle of dying uh, It's just a complete, it's, a, you know what, it's not even a, a not under, it's not even something outside of somebody said at this point, it's complete blatant wanting to turn a blind eye. What about the guy that turns a, what about the person that turns a blind eye? Illuminati. Um, the other thing here, you know, about Bob Dylan saying that he made a promise and he's going to keep good on his promise. Um... I just want to get it because this is something that is really stupid. Am I? Yeah. Does it mean I should give up? Did you really? should give up and yeah, go? They, oh, you I, go for the exclusive? You mean? They, they, <laughs> no, no. Yes, so that I too, of course. Songs, you know, you're still on tour. I do, but I don't take it for granted. Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Bob well, Dylan. it goes back to the destiny thing. I mean, I made a bargain with it, you know. Made a bargain with destiny. I'm holding up my hand. Holding up his end. What was your bargain? To get where um, I am now. 
His bargain was to get where he is now, and he's keeping good on his bargain. Did I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? On <laughs> this earth and in, uh, and then in the world we can't see. Okay, so, so he's probably talking about God, uh, Yahweh, if, if he still is uh, practicing uh, Judaism or, uh, you know, whatever. It doesn't, doesn't fucking really matter. But people are interpreting it as, selling, as uh, making a bargain with the devil to get where he was at. He's not keeping a bargain with, with um, God, He's saying he's keeping his end of the bargain. He made a bar. He made a deal that you know many of us do. Lord, help me, and I promise I'll never drink again. <laughs> you know that's when you're, when you're praying at a porcelain god. Just help me make me help me make it through this. And I'll never drink again. And then you drink again. He he's he's keeping good on a promise that he made that if he became famous he would keep going and keep plugging away and keep making it happen but he's keeping the bargain with himself to do what he said he was going to do his he's not keeping it he's not still famous because of saying he's famous because he's fucking bob dylan he came out in a different time and he never stopped now you're going to say that every everybody that's made good uh, I can't think of anyone who's kept more, more genuine to their initial success and start and consistent with their, uh, I want to say genre to make it easy to understand, but you know, he started out a folk singer and he's, and he's still a folk singer. Uh, that's that's really something. But even Buddy Rich, you know, went disco for a couple of years. That doesn't mean he's selling a soul to anybody. It means he's you know keeping keeping uh, contemporary with the times. Times they are changing, and the changing isn't free. <clears throat> I, Illuminati thing. That's why I call that. Okay, so uh, one last uh, one last clip, and then then I'm done. Here we go. Ready for this? This is called former Illuminati member speaks all in caps speaks. And you'll never guess. <laughs> you'll never guess that this is going to be a, a, sh- a religious oriented show. If you're just joining us again, we want to welcome you. And today we are going to be Let's talking go. with Mark Clemenson. And he has an exciting testimony of how the Lord has brought him out of secret societies and into the business of the Father's business. He has been called as an evangelist. Oh, so now he's an evangelist. God has brought him out of the secret cult. Okay, secret cult of the Illuminati. Let's hear about the secret Illuminati cult that he came from. So, Mark... Tell me a little bit about what your life growing up, what type of spiritual influences were in your life as a young child? As a young child, I was raised in a, a family of a luminist. 
Oh, aha. We're finally going to find out about the sign of the eye and, uh, and, and, and selling your soul to the devil, to Lucifer. We're going to find out about covering your one eye and the triangle and the, uh, uh, the horse and uh, the owl and the pussycat and everything else. Let's find out about this shadow organization that Mark Clemenson came out of, of Illuminus. He must mean the Illuminati. And in that, we were told to seek a power that was within. Mm. And so at a very young age, I became an adept in transcendental meditation, which today we call yoga. Oh, look out, everybody. He's going to yoga you. He's going to he's going to look inside himself. <laughs> he's going to do introspection. Well, let me tell you, transcendental meditation and yoga are not the same thing whatsoever. And. This is not Illuminati. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Former Illu Illuminati member speaks. And through Transcendental Meditation, I was able to tap powers mm -hmm. that uh, allowed me to do certain things. Nope. Clairvoyance, uh, yeah. moving objects, uh, and even the idea. Clairvoyance, moving and moving objects. Huh. Huh. He could read minds and move objects. Wow. That would be fucking awesome. I, I, I've said it before. Wouldn't it be great if you really could sell your soul to the devil? Everyone would be doing it. Because then you get right now, you get everything you wanted, you know? Uh, what are you going to do? And then and then what? And then you get killed, right? So what? You're over. Who wants to go spend an eternity up floating around on a cloud or having your own planet like uh, the Mormons think that everyone gets their own planet? Or uh, like the Jehovah's Witnesses think, you, you have a nice patch of land and, you know, you're petting lions and shit, lions and lambs. Who, you know, you only can do petting lions and lambs for so long. Let's say you do that for a thousand years. Petting lions and lambs. A thousand years. I'm about petted out. A million years? Oh, that's ten of those thousands. Ten thousands and then a hundred thousands. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, hundred, hundred thousands. Wait, how many? I got Now I got to Now I got to draw zeros. So you have a thousand. <laughs> I'm, I'm so terrible. Then you have ten thousand. Then you have a hundred thousand. And then you go to a million. Okay. So nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine years. You go one more year after all those. And we just used to be at a thousand years, so that's ten times more of that plus minus one year, and then one more year you're at a million years. So now you're a million years sitting around uh, petting lambs and lions and and uh, you know growing grass, I guess, for a million years, and then you go ten times that, and then you go a hundred times that, and you get a billion years. Now you're doing that for a billion years and you're not even halfway there because you're going to do that for infinity. <laughs> Sing the praises of God. 
I wouldn't it wouldn't everybody be selling their soul to the devil, living this life of the flesh, having fun, and be done with it. Right? Come on. Come on. I wish you could do that. I wish I could do transcendental meditation, do yoga and uh, move objects around. This guy would would be making millions to put towards his ministry from the amazing Randy's uh, million dollar challenge. The idea of, of being able to look outside of my body mm-hmm. um, and eventually being able to levitate as well. Oh, so he levitated too. That's good. Ah, boy. Everybody needs me. All right, sorry about that. There's ping pong, ding dongs, and people at the door, and King Kong plays ping pong with his ding dong. I, I, I get, there's, there's a phone that came. I had my front doorbell ring, my back doorbell ring during the time I was on the telephone, and then texts come in about uh, my iPod says this, my mom. Oh, boy. I'm in demand today, friends. I'm in demand. But I know about this uh, levitation. It's also called ass bumping. <laughs> Basically... <laughs> Um, I used to have a little flash animation that I built. Uh, there was a, a fella, a yogi, a master yogi. He was on um, the uh, uh, Geraldo Rivera show. Uh, that was a show, remember? It was, he was famous for nose, getting hit in the nose with um, with a chair by skinheads. He had skinheads on. And, uh, of course, they went ape shit bat shit crazy and threw a chair hit him in the nose and that was the first place most people learned about Tourette syndrome because there was uh, there were people with Tourette's on there and <laughs> the one guy kept saying nose because of the incident that broke broke his nose or all those nose but they also had on um this show on psychics uh and uh, fortunately they had some uh, skeptic one skeptic in the audience and um they had the master yogi on who um, would get in this box and then he'd levitate the box around a stage. And basically he was just, you know, scooting, scooting forward <laughs> and ass bumping, <laughs> making the box go. And there might be a video on this on YouTube. And it's laughing. Okay, okay master yogi. And, he, and the yogi goes, what's the matter? Too much energy and too much, and that's why I, I bought TooMuchEnergy.com a long time ago. Um, yeah, too much energy, and um, so it was just ass bumping. Um, and uh, the one guy in there said, "Well, you know, I I know this ass bumping looks silly, and I would say so too if I hadn't have seen this man levitate." four foot into the air and you will see these monks they have photos taken there but they're still photos because what you do is you sit on your ass in a cross-legged position and you start gearing yourself up winding yourself up like coiled spring you don't really need to do that it's just because you're you know you're trying to get your really psych yourself up to like say you want to throw a hard punch and you you'd wind up you like wind up your body like that and then you Use your core and you ass bump yourself up into the air. And you can watch pe- videos of people doing this. But if you take a snapshot with a, with a flash, it'll look like you're floating in the air because you're able to ass jump up like two feet. And the lighter you are and the more you practice this and the better your core is, the higher and higher you can get. I don't know how high you could get, but I've only really seen like two feet 
um, or maybe a little bit more, two and a half feet. Uh, but you take different camera angles. It looks like you're flying around. Well, you're not, because watch one of these ass jumping sessions, ass bumping sessions, like on YouTube, if you can find one, and it's hilarious. It's like people walking on hot coals, you know? They're not. They're walking on ash. Ash is a poor conductor of heat. Uh, they walk on wet grass before and after, and then so their their skin already has a layer of water upon it. Then they walk across ash, not the hot coals directly. And uh, it's just like, let them walk across iron plates. And then some people say, oh, I did see them walk across iron plates. Well, n no. Okay. <laughs> no. But uh, you could see people that, you know, put their hand in water and then stick their hand in the fire and turn the fire off or whatever. It's because it, there's, there's a lot of physics that go into it. But it's basically, that's how things should work. It's working exactly like it should in our state of the universe it's not defying physics and this guy uh, had a sensation of being out of his body and i've had that as well and he's he's uh, moved things with his mind i would love to have seen him do that he thinks he did and i believe that he does think that i also believe he's bullshitting himself a little bit um but uh floating around uh yeah ass bumping that i thought were given to me by tapping this power from a source, which I at that time didn't realize which it was coming from. Mm -hmm. uh, but later when I came to the Lord, realized that it was not of the power that I really wanted to tap. Why? You know, it's interesting when you said that, levitate and tapping in. I think there are a lot of young children, um, I would say junior high and high school age children, yeah. who become involved in these type of things and they think it's totally innocent play. I remember at our high school, uh -huh. people levitating tables and Ooh. levitating people even. Um, um, everybody oh. oh, heavy as a rock, light as a feather. Oh. Levitating a table by putting your thumbs underneath it. Oh. Seance. Oh. We used to levitate everything back in high. So all these kids, uh, junior high, they all like to levitate around. They levitate. <laughs> what world is this lady living in? Oh my gosh! I want to live there. Ah. <laughs> oh. Ah. Oh. Former Illuminati member speaks. How long does this go? I'm going to just listen a little bit more. She says. Thought it was absolutely harmless. Now it is harmless. As because as you're not really doing that's anything. Involved it, in this type of thing was this. I mean, did your parents go to church? Did you or or were they as themselves? Was this a type of religion for them? They did uh, attend church, Roman Catholic, mm. and that was really a veneer to what the esoteric knowledge was that they were um, using and had. Uh -huh. So there, there was a way of trying to shield um, to those not within the order or understood their um, meaning from it. Um, mm. So the or and, and explain the order again. They were members of? Well, uh, my father and grandfather were specifically raised uh, by Jesuits okay. in the Himalaya Mountain Mystery. Himalayan Mountain schools. Mystery, mystery yeah. Schools. Jesuits. <laughs> These people are Catholics. The time when um, my grandfather was a small child, he had, uh, his mother had passed away. 
And so his father, my great-grandfather, gave my grandfather to William Booth. Wow. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, <clears throat> had taken my grandfather with him to India to start his ministry. Uh, the story of William Booth was that he went to the house of Rothschild to receive his funding mm -hmm. to start that venture. And uh, William Booth was also a 33rd degree Freemason. So there was some other things going on behind the scenes that brought um, that. this together. Okay. So my grandfather being raised in the mystery schools, being taught the esoteric knowledge, and then hence my father and his brother, both born in India and raised, were done the same thing to them as well. And let's for our um, let's let's define this a little better for our audience. When you say esoteric knowledge, what are you referring to? Um, some would consider that the understanding of the power within or the light within that you're tapping into <sighs> a source that is greater than yourself, and through um, meditation and other uh, ways, you can actually receive the power in order to apply it to things that you want to do in your life, uh, business career. Um, family, health, uh, whatever it is that you're oh, looking to succeed. That would be horrible <laughs> to apply uh, things to your family and health and your, your work. <sighs> it really doesn't matter. Okay, so he was talking about Freemasonry. He was talking about William Booth. and I never give to the Salvation Army um, because they are out to, to save they're out to salvation people. Um, the American Red Cross, on the other hand, is a non-denominational organization. The, um, the Salvation Army is out to save, and it's a form of Christianity, and Jesuits are Catholics. So, you know, th this is just somebody that turned to being evangelical instead of uh, Catholic and is talking about, uh, I, I don't even want to watch the rest of it. I will, though. I'll, I'll probably watch the rest of that because I got further in it this time than I did the first time because once he said he was, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, once <laughs> the the interviewer said that she used to, uh, you know, the junior high school used to, levitate people and levitate tables I, that's what i knew i had to share it with everybody okay friends hey that's it on the illuminati um you know uh try to be if you if you believe in any type of, first of all i never understood what was wrong with a new world order and i've been looking into new world order as well it's of course nothing new um and um, I think the I think the last the last visit I got from the Jehovah's Witnesses was uh, some type of track sheet about is a new world order coming, and and I said, listen, I don't care. I live on the world. I would I want to be part of one world because these divisions in land, these dots dotted lines you see, are imaginary. They're drawn there on a map. We live in one world. We are one people. We are one race. We are the human race. We have different customs, cultures. We have different ethnicities, ethnic backgrounds, not ethnicities on a genetic level, but ethnic backgrounds, traditions that we hold and we practice or whatever. I'm not above tradition, but I am above superstition, I hope. 
I do not practice superstitions. I do practice traditions. And I think some traditions, when you strip them of their superstitions, are just fine to do. They're fun. They're things that humans do. February 7th is nice because, as I mentioned before, February7th.com, because it's not based on someone dying. It's not based on a war. It's not based on subjugation. It's not based on fairy tales and religions. It's based on our achievements in media and creating media and sharing media, be it print, video games, art um, of any type, music, um, a cassette, I don't think I mentioned, but giving someone a mixtape or get, sending someone a link to a video on YouTube is the same of the same weight as if they gave you an iPod or an iPad or uh, an electronic drum set or an expensive guitar. They're all on the same. They're all on the same value level. It's a sharing. It's not about giving or receiving. It's about sharing, and it's in the spirit of sharing. And you. And it's not even about being thankful. Or of course you are. But I mean, it's about it's about how you feel from sharing, and it's not about. Um, it's, it's, it's really not about that, the sensation, uh, that you receive. It's about just sharing and the feeling of sharing, not feeling good because you gave someone an expensive gift, but you feel sharing, you know, um, can't think it any higher than that. You also have lemon cake. It's another thing. So, uh, here we are. We're at the end of a, an episode of a wiggly world. And, um, one world. Okay. So one world, new order. Yeah. New, I mean, the new orders is just, you know, this has just been used to mean so many different things and so obscure. But the, the point was that I didn't mind living on a globe with other people, but their, their point was, well, who do you think should govern that world? <clears throat> well, number one, not me. Okay. I don't know. I don't know who should govern the world. Probably the same way that we govern uh, our United States of America. I live in a commonwealth, so I don't know. Fuck y'all other United States people. Fuck y'all states. I'm a commonwealth person. Whatever that means. I mean, I know what it means, but it's, it's, it's almost... Um, um, no, it's almost moot yeah moot uh moody booty so just like we have we have now we have countries but why couldn't we be the united country of the earth you know united countries of the earth we could keep people um the same way that we do now uh, if you want to be a democracy you know i don't know how things would work you know, I, I haven't thought that far in advance. All I know is that I would rather be um, friends with my friends across the world, living on this world, than I would be divided by imaginary lines, imaginary, um, obscure, abstract definitions of race, imaginary, any the anything imaginary. I don't want to be divided by people. Uh, other humans by these imaginary constructs. 
I would like to see people treated fairly. I would like to see an end to tyranny. I would like to see, you don't have to go to all the way to socialism to get to something a little more fair and balanced. I would like to, I would, I'd like to see the Fox, <laughs> the Fox television network in action, fair and balanced. Except I'd actually like that to be real. <laughs> So, my friends, uh, remember, um, we are all free in our mind to think what we what we will. No one could put, um, no one could make that stop yet. Yet, you know what I mean, maybe working on it. But for now, we can we can think what as we will and as we shall. And I hope that you think in a critical manner or not. Hey, uh, what am I going to leave you with? Oh, you know what? Stinky made an album. <laughs> Stinky the Game Master from my We Talk Game Show. And he made an album. I don't know if this is going to work. I, I haven't mixed it out yet. I'm just going to mix it out. But he, one of the big hits off there, you could, you could go to stinky.sexy to get his entire Christmas album. Stinky.sexy. Um, and uh, he has his first album on there as well. But he recorded several tracks and of course has to give it away for free because of copyright reasons which are going to get shut down by the internet owning it corporations but for now it's not shut down so you could go there and download the album for free um and his free speech is not being encroached upon even though he's plainly uh swapping other people's copyrighted material but he did record, most people like the song Cold, and he did a version where he mistakenly sang, uh, the first take that he did through this, he sang the female lead on uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. So I actually have a recording of him, uh, of course, doing the, the female lead, but then he later went back and recorded the male uh, lead. Now, I hope this is real. I hope I have this. If not, I'm going to have to go to plan B. But uh, I'm going to try to uh, export the song with uh, um, Tishka Honeypot's vocals muted. And um, and just him singing against himself in Cold. And that's why I'm hoping I'm going to play, play for you now. Cold S version. Thank you all for listening so very much. Thank you very much for being on the other side. It's... Um, it's always very touching to me. Thank you, and I and 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 I um I consider it, you know I consider it all the time. I I think about it all the time. I'm Wiggly, a Wiggly World. Tishka Honeypot. I don't have my lyrics yet. Here we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know this one. Yeah. Uh-huh. You start. Mm-hmm. I better not cry. Why the hell not? You better look out. is ready and the cast what i went to the night nothing don't worry about it it's so really great to hold your hand I'll take your hat your hair is great i think that you're real
smells terrific. Don't go for the door or yell. Once you're hurting your pride. Sounds a little rapey. Why not? Cause Maybe it's, it's cold outside. Take it, boys. They blow the blowers. Blow it, baby, blow. Yeah, with the dirt. It got an odd shape. Oh, baby, don't hold out. I drink in a way. Sometimes no means yes. I put in a poo on a toothpaste drawer. This song goes too fast for me to sing. Gonna die way a day. I don't really care about her. Canada's way a day. I'll take this down his I think that I'll bake a cake. And what's make it some merry? I have a cigarette. Toakless, I love you. Why? I think that you're great. Home is where the heart is. I went through your garbage when it was really late. I see, but you don't seem to Some see. Some people might think that's crazy. I don't care. Please don't call the cops. I just want a pizza. Just take another drink. Why not? And you won't worry about it. Shoo be doo be doo Oh, yeah. My headphones fell off. <laughs>